The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still I woke up the other morning and against what I know is really the best choice to make, I grabbed my phone and I started doing what they call now doom scrolling, looking through my Facebook feeds and Instagram and the New York Times and the San Francisco Chronicle and reading about all of the things that are happening in the world, about the rising number of COVID cases and the way that hospitals are filling and there may not be enough to go around in the coming months. And I stopped and I thought about all of the emotions that are swirling around our world right now. Emotions of dread and fear and frustration, panic, and along with that, denial, defiance, anger, threat. It's paralyzing to take it all in sometimes, isn't it? You have your own emotions and then you have everyone's around you and life feels so limited and limiting. And though a vaccine seems to be on the horizon, it's just a lot. And with the holidays coming, we all are wondering, what's it going to be like this year? And will I be okay? I'm thinking of it as a really a collective ache that we're all holding. This collective ache of, of the losses of so many people, the losses of so many events and hopes this year, and our own collective fear of what may be in the future. And so as we come to this text today from Ezekiel 34, we come to read a text that is written into a crisis, into and to a people who are displaced and in disarray, living outside of, of their country, their beloved homeland, and living in a foreign place in exile. And Ezekiel throughout the book is calling the, the people of God to return to God, to be reconciled to each other, 
to say that restoration is coming and to remind them that God's got them. We say those words again, return to God. Restoration is on its way. Reconcile your relationships and remember God's got you. Before this passage that we're reading today and speaking from today, earlier in Ezekiel 34, there is a warning given against shepherds who do not feed the sheep, who do not lead with humility and compassion. Listen to these harsh words. Aren't shepherds supposed to feed sheep? But the weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd, and they became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered, they wandered all over the mountains and on every high hill, God says. My sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth, with none to search or seek for them. The failure of Israel's leadership is stark, and it's left them in ruins, scattered, divided. And we see God's direct words to leaders, direct judgment of them, and this deeply broken heart, this desire to see people whole and holy and connected and, and living lives full of meaning and hope. And so the words of Ezekiel 34 then come as God says, okay then, I will be the shepherd. I will reach out to my people. I will lead them. And this text, if you are listening carefully, it has connections back to our the psalm that we all know and love that most familiar psalm psalm 23 where it says i will feed them in good pastures remember god says i will lead them beside good pastures they will lie down in a secure fold and feed on green pastures i will make them lie down and you might remember the psalmist says he makes me lie down in green pastures so this, this passage looks back and, and probably there was some shared text that we, we get those words from when Ezekiel was written. But there's also a, a sign of looking ahead in which the Christian story we really see is this foreshadowing of Jesus coming. when he says, I will appoint for them a single shepherd and he will feed them. My servant David will feed them. He will be their shepherd. So in this text and on this Christ the King Sunday, when we celebrate the reign of Christ in the world, the, the, a world that is and is becoming as Christ in that model, we hear this, this foreshadowing of Jesus coming and showing us and, and being our shepherd. This image of the shepherd is is a beautiful image. It's one that's very comforting to me and to many of us. This sense of Jesus and God, the shepherd, being gentle and tender, tending to us, seeing 
our needs, seeing the places that, that we may need a little extra food or, or green pastures or some rest. But in the image of a shepherd for God, there's also a, a strength, you know, in Psalm 23, your rod and your staff, the, the things that you use to kind of beat us along, they comfort me. And so it's, it's in God's strength and, and God's kind of shepherd hook, which grabs us by the neck sometimes and says, let's go this way instead, or, or notices when we're walking off the path and pulls us back. It's that, that strength and that protection in the field from, from the wolves and the predators. It's that strength that is also a gift to us. So God as shepherd comes to us as this gentle and intimate and tender and caregiving presence, but also as this strong um, protective presence as well. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock, when he is with them, so says God, I will look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. Oh, we need shepherds like that right now, don't we? We need leaders like that. There are places in our lives on a normal day, in a normal time, where we need that leadership, where we don't know where to go for help, we don't know how to find the resources to get where we need to go. But as this year has unfolded, I think we have seen how important leadership is, how leadership can be a matter of, of life and death, of, of health or sickness. Someone has to decide at some point what calls to make and what boundaries to draw to, to keep us safe. I remember in the early days of the pandemic and that week in mid-March, we had everything, literally the cars packed to put on a wonderful women's retreat. Our leader had arrived in California and was waiting to come. The service was about to happen on that Sunday. All the plans were made. And I kept looking around thinking, who's going to tell me what to do? Who's going to tell me to cancel church? And, and no one would tell me that. And there were some agonizing sleepless nights until finally, after much reading and many conversations and much input, I decided to not worship that Sunday and to cancel our very much looked forward to women's retreat. And it was that moment of realizing someone has to lead. Someone has to make a decision and that's my personal story and it's continued throughout this year and but I know that that enormous weight that I have felt is shared by each one of you whether it's decisions you've made for your company or your family a decision about what you're going to do for Thanksgiving and Christmas this year or just your personal decision about what kind of risks you're going to take for yourself there's been a deep need for leadership at every single level, including self-leadership. But what I know, and I think what we've all discovered that is that in the end, no leader is sufficient. No leader can know everything. I know for me, I so deeply and badly want to be the perfect pastor and to make all the right decisions. And we also desperately hope for 
for national and local leadership and that will govern a system that works and helps us get through this. And while all that is important, and it's important to hold leaders accountable and to, to lead well, ultimately in the end, all leaders fail us at some level. And here is where God comes in and says, I am your shepherd. I am your ultimate shepherd. And I invite you, God says, to, to submit to that care and that protection, to submit to my leadership, to lay down your projections and hopes and expectations that someone else is going to get us out of this time and to recognize the shepherd that is always with us and within us. The Persian, uh, the Persian poet Rumi once said, remember the entrance door to the sanctuary is inside you. Remember the entrance door to the sanctuary is inside you. And so as we face, inevitably, the failure of leaders and maybe even the failure of ourselves to lead in all of the ways we expect that we should be able to, this passage reminds us to return to God as our shepherd. Even in the face of a world that is struggling, that shepherd is there for us moment by a moment, always inviting us forward feeding us along the way, giving us what we need, helping keep us in line sometimes. And on this Christ the King Sunday, it's the last Sunday that we have before we enter our new liturgical year. Next week begins Advent. This is really a Sunday. It's, that's, that's not like Christmas where we celebrate the birth of Jesus, not like Easter where we celebrate the resurrection, not even like Pentecost, where we recognize the Holy Spirit within us and within the church. Christ the King is recognizing that, that this reality of, of God as shepherd in our world, this reality that, that is relational and connected and reconciled, that that is the reality in which we live. And we acknowledge that that is true, even as we acknowledge how far we have to go to see it actualized, to live into what already is. But for each of us, we are invited to acknowledge that Christ is our King, our Good Shepherd, that leads us into green pastures, that helps us in this time of difficulty and sadness, that comforts us in our collective ache, and will give us courage and wisdom for the days ahead. Amen.